Welcome to the Purpose Driven Executive Podcast, where we help you go from making your work your life to making your life work. We share true stories, interviews, and experiences that will help you, the hero, in your quest for passion and purpose. Higher purpose, higher productivity. This is the Purpose Driven Executive Podcast. What is up, purveyors of purpose, leaders to destiny? Thanks for joining me today. I've got someone really cool. It's just um, someone I've gotten to know really well over the past several months and uh, just worked really closely with him. And you don't find a lot of people who, who really, um, I don't know, just I, I would say exemplify purpose and productivity as much as, uh, as this guy. And so I just, you know, I just had to have him on. I want you to go ahead and, and uh, when you get a chance, pop over to LinkedIn, you'll find him. His name is Justin Langlois. And uh, for those of you who don't speak French, that's L-A-N-G-L-O-I-S. And uh, he is in the Bayou lands of Louisiana, Baton Rouge, right, Justin? Yes. Justin, welcome to the show, my man. Hey, Donnie, thanks for having me. <laughs> All right, so you're not allowed to tell us yet what you do. Justin, tell us, what do you love, man? I love my kids, I love my wife, I love my career and where it's headed. I love Jesus and the Lord, and I wear that on my sleeve. I'm in an industry that, eh, I don't know if it's frowned upon, but it's, it's not something that is at the forefront. Of, of what I do and what we do and uh, I would I would like it to be out there a little more I'm originally from Baton Rouge and grew up here went to high school here left went to Jackson Mississippi studied English and finance and Spanish at Millsaps College and after I graduated came back to Baton Rouge love it love it love it man it, that's a that's a plateful and and Justin, the one thing that I, I love about you, man, is that um, you don't wear masks, uh, not even on Halloween. Yesterday, you sent me a picture of you uh, dressed up as a phenomenal genie, by the way. <laughs> very, Thank you. Very good. Well, it, was, it was not my choice. My kids, uh, it was my kids' choice. Really? You let your kids choose this? Yes, because it, it just creates much more peace in my house. We were all going to be Avengers. And when I brought my kids to the party store, they quickly became, you know, one was a ninja. The other one wanted to be a Greek goddess. <laughs> my six-year-old wanted to be someone called Jojo Siwa, who I had to Google to make sure it was appropriate. Turns <laughs> out she's some internet pop star. And uh, I, I was relegated to the genie, which was pretty comfortable. MC Hammer pants, a nice hat, uh, very airy, you know. I'm <laughs> probably, probably going to wear it to, to work next Friday. <laughs> yeah, I think it should be uh, keep it dialed in on the wardrobe uh, Rolodex there. I think, it's, I think it's a good look for you. I think especially uh, when you're reaching out to clients, letting them know that, that uh, their wish is your command. So, uh, but, but I love, I love Justin that you are the same person in all places. Like I, I don't see a work, Justin, a home, Justin, a church, Justin, but I, I've, I've really watched you, uh, be and become that person that doesn't have to change a lot from one, from one place to another. How did you get there, my man? 
I, I, I think for years I was what everybody else wanted me to be. I was a buttoned up businessman, uh, a yes sir, no ma'am, which uh, I'm still very respectful of people and, and use those words, but for a very long time in my, I guess, early career, the first seven or eight years of my career, it was uh, as a yes man and someone that tried to be something to everyone. Mm. Now bring us into your career, bring us into what you do. You are uh, one of the kings of the bayou in, um, in the commercial real estate world. Talk to us a little bit about what you do and what, and what that environment entails. So I, I'm a commercial real estate advisor and I, I wear many hats in, in the commercial real estate world. We, we help folks with developing their properties. So building grocery stores and hotels, apartments. Uh, I also help people uh, financing. So we'll go out and we'll see creative ways to, to fund projects. And then I recently sold my company which is something you were, were very instrumental in helping me with. But the, for the last 11 and a half, almost 12 years, I owned my own commercial real estate company. So we had a, a management background as well as a commercial real estate brokerage company. So now I am, I'm a regional vice president, which is a very long title, uh, basically a guy that, that helps run and maintain this Baton Rouge office. There's about 160 of us within our company, Sterling Properties, throughout the Gulf South. Love it. And it's interesting because, you know, a, a lot of times, um, Justin, we can, we can build something. I've, I've worked with so many people, they build something, it's almost like we become a slave to it. And so being able to, um, to evolve, right, to break off um, from what you built and not feel like you're betraying yourself and move into that next level, man, that is, uh, that's a brave transition, friend. It was, it was tough. And there were times when I thought, well, let's, let me just go about this journey on my own and may, maybe I'll, I'll be happier or find more success working, working by myself or with a, a very small team of people. But what I came to find was I'm, I thrive on the, this communal environment that we have here. And I, I really enjoy working not only with the, the folks in the four walls of my office, but with our clients, with our vendors, with guys like you. And uh, I, I just don't think I would be the, the person I am today if, if I was a one-man shop. Mm. So, it, and it's interesting you, you hit on this, Justin, and I feel like that, that when, when I look at purpose, and I wanna, I'm gonna dig in and just ask you kind of what you, what you see, what you feel <clears throat> that is for you, and right, what purpose is. That's the, that's the question of the purpose-driven executive. But, um, but a part of that, man, I, that can be overlooked because it feels so simple or maybe it's too simple, right? Is like what environment you thrive in, what it is that you love uh, and, and how it is that you want things done and, and uh, what, is, what a strong thing to be able to connect with that and realize that, hey, listen, I, I get a sense of meaning or productivity. There's something that comes from my environment or how I go about things talk to us a little bit you can talk about that but i also have a question man like in terms of like like one of the things i've watched you do man is tap into um your identity and that's an identity in in terms of you uh, we call it the persona right but uh right. share with us a little bit about um finding 
I guess, purpose in the, in the how or the expression of the, uh, of the identity and you can blend in some of the place as well. This is a, a new one for me. And it was, it, it was probably one of the bigger challenges is, is getting comfortable in my own skin, getting comfortable in my own mind and, mm. and forcing myself to do that every morning has now become a habit and, and a habit that I will never, ever get rid of. So when you and I started working together, you, you gave me a very simple task. You asked me to send you a 30 to 60 second video, almost like a meet and greet. Hey, my name's Justin. This is what I do. I'd, I'd like to, to get together with you in the next few weeks. And for 30 to 60 second video, I, it took me a day and a half to muster the courage. I probably did 10, 15 different takes. I hated them all. I didn't like the way I sounded, the way I looked, the angle of the camera. Uh, but I've popped those out now uh, pretty frequently, so much so I popped one out yesterday in a genie outfit and sent it to you. It's, <laughs> it, 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 it's again, it, it's, many of us just don't like to talk about ourselves or have others hear us talk about ourselves, uh, I guess is, the, is, is one way to put it. Mm. So, uh, you, you know, you, you've definitely helped me in the sense of coming out, um, embracing who I am, what I do. I'm probably not the best person for everybody in my industry, um, but I've, I've come to learn that as, as a people pleaser, I, I do have to understand that I, I just, I can't, I can't take on the world and do everything. Mm. Dude, in okay, that is that is one of like for those of us in sales, those of us, you know, who are trying to connect and grow business in any way, is that not one of the most liberating phrases that you can say, Justin? I'm not the best person for everyone. <laughs> Doesn't that make it okay? A hundred percent. Yes, and I, I used to thrive on the check, getting the deal done. Uh, showing up to a closing or, or, or getting a big lease signed. And that was, that was, for lack of a better term, like my drug of choice. You know, I, I, I enjoyed it. I thrived in that environment. But th these last few months, these last few years, telling people no and not taking on assignments, frustrating myself, doing things that are just not my calling, not, not my purpose, not, I'm not the best person in the room to do that, is the most liberating thing that I, that I've, that I've had. And I will say that, uh, last week alone, I, I, I shed myself of three projects that I, I wasn't into. I, I wasn't in love with the idea of doing these and the amount of work I'm picking up as a result of that is, is massive. Hey, thanks for being someone who is on this journey of purpose with me. And I am with you, my friend, and I've got something for you. Have you ever been moving towards purpose and sometimes it just looks like a big mess? Sure you have. We all have. And the reality is, is we're usually not going to get to a destination unless we have a roadmap. And that's exactly what I've created. If you will go to PurposeDrivenExecutive.com, you can get it for free. And this is the culmination of all of my studies, all of my coaching, all of even my own personal living and I've created a very visual, very easy way for you to map out your purpose. This is for you. This is for people you're leading. This is for your family. Go on over right now, PurposeDrivenExecutive.com and get your free 
Map of Purpose. Guys, 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 listen to this because it's when you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to a bunch of other things. And sometimes even, right, Justin, it's like having that, like being able to get vision for that next step or that next level or even having an idea. You can't even have that because you said yes to so many things that you, of course, aren't going to let people down on. But uh, I, I love that you've, you've really refined that yes into a heck yes. That is yes. so cool. That is so cool. Talk to me. There's, there's two, there's not just two, but two qualities that strike me about you and that we, we kind of uh, came into that, that um, it almost pulls against Justin what, what, what we see as the alpha image of how we drive business. And the two, those two qualities would be uh, care and peace. Like you were one of the most caring people and one of the, one of the greatest peace bringers that I've met, I man, you, you like equalize a table for, uh, even in difficult situations, I've, I've watched it, your clients have, have shared like crazy stories about that. But um, so how, how did you come to terms with that and actually release that as a strength into your business um, and into your, into your life? Did you, ever, did you ever fight against that and say, no, I just have to be this, this cold shark and just go get it done? Or I don't know, talk, talk, talk to that. I, I learned from cold sharks. I learned from, from people that would, would just bust through walls for their own self-gratification and, and to get something done on their own. And they, with, with very little care for the fallout, you know, the, the destruction and the damage that, that mm. they would create. And it's hard. I'm, I'm in an industry where it's a very selfish, self-serving industry where we're 100% commission folks. No, there's no salaried folks uh, in this world, very, very few. And for me, trying to, be, to, to pull myself back into who I am and, and the way I think of myself as a peaceful person, a calming person, I like the fact that I can walk into a, a contentious meeting and, and try to suppress, you know, the anger and the feelings of frustration that people have. That's not something that's done in my industry. Mm. A lot, a lot of people, not just in commercial real estate in, in sales as a whole. Uh, I think in sales, we, we're all taught to yell the loud, the loudest and, and we'll get things done, but there's something rewarding about closing your mouth, listening, not only listening, but understanding what that other person is telling you. And then, letting them know that you understand it. So, and that, that's not only something you've helped me with, but that's something that I, I, I have to listen 90% of the time and I, and I have to be better at it because if I can and I will, and I, and I do it, I, I'm therefore better than the other people that are around me and my competitors. That is, uh, that's, and, and listen, man, if you're, if you are selling, if you are growing a business, if you are competing against others, Remember, it is not your similarities that makes you valuable. It's your uniquenesses. And, uh, and Justin, that's one of the things I've, I've, I've watched you do, man, is take those uniquenesses and, and, and embrace those, right? And put them up there and say, this is, like, if you value these, these uniquenesses, then you belong with me. If you don't, maybe we shouldn't be, you know, hanging together. And I, I, I've, I've watched that and I've seen that free a lot of things, including time, effort, energy, emotion. And um, I, I just, I love that. Um, 
Can I say one thing about that? Please. So the hardest part of what you just said was not necessarily severing the relationship, but maybe we just shouldn't work together on, on this particular project or on, on, let's say, this building or whatever it is we're working on. That's where I would beat myself up. I'd feel like I'd let this person down. And there's so many more other opportunities that are out there that, th that will present themselves as a result of saying no to something and, and yes to something else. And if you have the, the temperament and the personality type where you don't want to let other people down, don't, don't think of it that way. Once that little nugget resonated in the back of my brain, once I came to that realization that I'm not letting this person down, if anything, I'm helping them because someone else will give them 110% where, where I can give this other person 110%, that is, that's freeing. And it's, it's actually calming. Mm. Okay, bring, bring me here, dude. Stay in your zone of genius. <laughs> you don't have to do everything. And, um, and some of you, maybe who are younger in your career, you have that same pressure to actually act like you know everything. And I hope that what Justin has done is, is maybe freed you some of those chains because it's all, it's all internal, right? And then until we actually do it and it creates chains around us. Justin, talk to me about um, how do you bring yourself back to, to, to center of gravity after, you know, when you get tempted to be someone else? Getting back in my head has been the weirdest, hardest challenge that, that you and I have worked on, but it's something that we have to do every day. And, and at a certain point that the tea kettle will boil over if you don't talk to yourself, if you don't whiteboard, strategize and sit down and, and think about the things that will move your life, your, your relationships, your business forward. In terms of a persona, you know, I I like the I love the point guard analogy. I love I love the like John Stockton. Yes, That's, you know, like I like I like a little Spud Webb, but I'll and a little Island Highland Iverson. But there's something about John Stockton as a kid growing up, and lo even looking at images of him now, still images, he's dribbling the basketball, but he's not looking at the ball. His eyes are are down the court, and. I, I have teams here. I have a variety of teams, some people that help me with multifamily projects some people that help me with retail and investment sales projects. And I've got to know where they're going. I've got to know what they're doing. And, and I also have to help them get better. So the way I find myself doing it is sitting down 30, 45 minutes every morning before I touch an email or read a blog or listen to a podcast and, and, and coming up with strategy and grounding myself. Um, I, I think the worst habit that I had, I think a lot of us have it is immediately jumping into work when we arrive at work mm. and it's what happens is you look up, it's 1030 in the morning and you've, you've done nothing but processed email and shuffled some paper around. So the strategy, the whiteboard, and then developing this persona. And if, if you feel weird about telling people you you're like John Stockton, keep it to yourself. It's okay. <laughs> but at a certain point, you're going to have to share this mission and this purpose with somebody and you need to share it with them because you, you've got to develop this group of followers. You've got to, you've got to get your, your, your posse together. Like in Lord of the Rings, that's what I think about on this epic quest. You know, the, the team got bigger and bigger as they, as they went along. Same with Star Wars. You can pick your poison. You can pick your movie. Or yeah. Your yeah. Well, and, and, and the thing is, is when you identify yourself, it's polarizing, right? You have to be able to be willing to um, 
to repel in order to attract. But when you are clear about who you are and how you enter into a situation, others know what they're being drawn to or what they're walking away from. Most of us live in the world of vanilla where we're safe, you know, not remarkable. And the thing I love about the John Stockton thing, uh, Justin, is it's almost like you really could, you know, it's almost like WWJSD. <laughs> what would John Stockton do? It's like right. in, your, in your business, it's almost like, well, what would he do with this? But you could in some ways say, you know, that, that persona, would, if he were in my, my place, again, not, not going too far down that road, but it's, you, can, you can build based on that persona, realizing that there's a reason for it. So in other words, um, John Stockton probably wouldn't shoot fireworks off uh, in his own name. Right, he's just a very humble, very hardworking guy. Um, that's, I think, one of the reasons why when I ask you for that, I, I think that's that's how you see yourself. And so, if I said, Justin, cool, the the, the best way for us to grow is for you, you're going to shoot fireworks off, dude. John Stockton wouldn't do that, and neither would right, neither would Justin Lingua. And so, it's like I think it's very important to kind of have maybe sometimes that external image of that, so that you can you can own a little bit more of yourself and not be pressured to jump in because I will tell you, man, you've been there. I've been there. There are plans out there that will tell you to do X, Y, and Z. And it's, it's against your grain. It's not who you are. And it just doesn't work. Right. No, I agree. I, and so I'm in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, home of the LSU Tigers. And <laughs> I've got a vision board, which the, the vision board, it was not, was, was not my own doing. It took a lot of nudging and, and some, stick-to-itiveness, I guess, on my part to just focus on the things that I not only wanted in my life, but I see in my life. So Baton Rouge, Louisiana, LSU Tigers, I have this big picture of Nick Saban on my vision board. And people walk in here and they're like, take that down. You know, he's the <laughs> Alabama coach, sacrilege. But when I explain to them why he's there, he's the best coach of all time in college football. And the, the fact that his guys – go to war for him every Saturday. Uh, it like I, I eventually want to get to a point where I've got people, clients, customers, vendors, folks that are working with me where, where you can orchestrate all that. So, uh, I, you know, I love the guy. I wish he was still here, but he's on my vision board for that reason. Cause he's the best. So, all right, talk to us a little bit about the vision board because I think that sometimes, um, a, a lot of times, right, if, if, if different personalities aren't going to gravitate towards something like that. Um, I resisted for years, right? Uh, I know it was probably something else, a little bit outside of the bounds of, of, uh, of comfort levels, but how has that served you and how does that propel you? I look at it every day and I, it's a conversation starter in my office, not only with the people that I work with, but clients come in, they see it. There's, there's a nuggets in every one of these uh, items that are on the board. And I struggled for a long time uh, working with younger people. Um, and, and one of the struggles that I had was they don't work, they're lazy, this. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff about millennials and an even younger generation coming out that um, I think they're cast pretty quickly to the wayside. So one of the things I have on my vision board is, is – Thessalonians 3, 10 through 12, about, you know, people that are unwilling to work shall not eat, uh, that they're idle and disruptive, they're not busy, they're just busy bodies, 
And it's not only a reminder for myself, but as people come in here, especially younger folks that come in here and they see that, it, I, I think it emulates. I think they get the fact that we use the words busy all the time and it's not productive. It's mm -hmm. not purposeful. It's mm -hmm. not intentional. Um, it, so it's one of the nuggets on my, on my board. Mm. Um, I've got, uh, I've I got a few others there, Justin. That is, that is a huge, that is a huge enemy of purpose. Busy, busy. And I'm, and I'm only enunciating that only because the, like, the people who are listening to this, they, maybe they're, maybe they're old Justin, like in, in the old business or maybe they're old Donnie or whatever. It's like, they're in a place to where Justin, they're busy. They come home, they're, they've, they're worn out. They're busy, but they're not actually being purposeful or productive in that. So um, anyway, I just had to draw that out. I think that's a powerful point. Um, continue with the tour. All right, so one of the other items I have is, is from James. And it's, it, I don't pick biblical verses to like shove the Bible in people's face. I, I pick biblical verses because there's a reason it's the, the, the number one most read book of all time. There's so, so many nuggets in there, but just being quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to anger. I, I think you, so many of us are, are very quick to speak. We're very, very slow at listen, to listen. And we're not only quick to anger, but we're explosive to anger. And to me, if you just sit down and you, and you truly listen to what this other person is, is telling you, and understand what their motivations are, what's in it for them. They, they don't, do not care about what's in it for, for me, Justin, the commercial real estate broker. They care about what's in it for them. So, mm. you know, when someone tells you a story about their kid or Halloween's a great example, you know, that this, my kid dressed up like this and this is what we did. To be so quick to come in and say, well, my son did this and this is what we did. I think that's what a lot of us do. And, it's almost as if you're you're kind of casting that guy's story to the side mm. and they're very people may not tell you that in a meeting but they remember that it's as if you didn't hear about little johnny that dressed up as darth vader yesterday all you wanted to do is is tell him how your your kid was a ninja okay. yeah justin take us next up there because I, I think this is important and like can you can you maybe help us to figure out like okay so what's that next level right how do we pause and show that we're giving value to that moment. What what do you do in that scenario? I ask a simple question, uh, and and I want it to be something that is open, probe question, not a closed question. Like, did you trick or treat last night? Is yes, we did. And then you have to reload the chamber, and you got to come up with another question. So, for me, if if we stay with stick with this Halloween theme, and and someone says little Johnny was Darth Vader. I want to know why he was Darth Vader. Like, what inspired him? Are you Chewbacca? You know, like asking them questions to get their, to get their mind going and their creative juices flowing. And if, if nothing else, it, it builds a dialogue between the two of us. And this person quickly understands that I'm caring and compassionate and understanding. And I want to know more about them. Um, so much more than, oh, that's great. Well, this is what we did or what my kid did or you know, something along those lines. 
Justin, this is like um, you just you just basically gave us communication lessons from Darth Vader, and <laughs> I think yeah, good because the, here's here's the thing, um, I, and I can't remember where I I read this, but I put this into play, and it has been so helpful, like um, in marriage, right? So, like the the biggest place where we have to be synchronized with another human is in our marriage, and uh, and by the way, you've been married for how long? uh 12 years 12 years see happily and i love that too by the way right Hot, happily married you've got the got the home thing going got the work thing going that is totally purpose driven but when when let's just say your wife saw a, i don't know a beautiful blue bird um which we don't really have too much in the southeast but when you go up in the northeast or northwest you see these crazy birds and, and you're let's just say your wife notices that and she says oh wow there's a beautiful blue bird outside of the window now imagine the scenario like where you don't look or you just look up and, and, and grunt, mm. right? Those are the scenarios that a lot of us are doing because we're so preoccupied with, with us, with our worries, with our, like where we're going, you know, like the, the our, 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 me, me, me. Mm -hmm. But if you take a moment, even if you don't really give a flip about the bird and you pause there and you say, at least, wow, that is a, that is a pretty blue bird. She was offering that, right, as an opportunity to synchronize with her. And um, if, you're, if you miss it, you walk right past that opportunity. But if you, if you grab hold of it, it's, it's a moment of closeness. It's a moment where you're like, yeah, we're on the same page. It's a moment of bonding. It is. And, and there's, and there's, with us there. <laughs> there, well, there's a third scenario, and it's the dissenting or the, the, the disagreeable personality type that says, it's not really blue. It's kind of gray. It's kind of orange, yellow whatever and that is definitely not where you want to go marriage wise and business wise <laughs> if if she thinks it's blue and maybe maybe I'm colorblind and I think it's red uh, or I just see gray it's a beautiful blue bird let's talk about the bird and and, and so the way that you talk to your children and the, and the way that you listen to them is something that I, I I've, I'm doing a better job of I feel like I'm constantly doing doing more and more in terms of interaction with them but it it immediately translates into my my work life as well and listening to people understanding why this upsets them or why either this lady does not want to do you know something with a boutique because she learned a lesson about you know the hard way about selling an item that just wasn't successful so again it goes back to listening we all need to listen more um, I, I use the 90% rule because there's no way I'm going to listen 100% of the time because at some point you do have to say something. People of Purpose, I have something for you. Go to my website right now, donnytuttle.com, and click on the registration, and I will send you a free mini masterclass on purpose. Listen, we talk about who are you being as a human being, taking an account for what you want to be in the future and breaking that up into smaller steps with vision boards. We tackle self-talk and what I would call your I am statements. Listen, it is a great, powerful way to get yourself rocking and rolling. Go register right now at D-O-N-N-I-E-T-U-T-T-L-E.com. I want to ask you about this this delegation thing, man, because I've watched you like for us to have really a good garden, so to speak, if you're going to have a garden, you got to pull up the weeds first. And um, I watched you when you were doing everything 
like when you're doing everything, it's almost like you really can't focus on doing anything intentionally, but you got some courage and you, uh, you, you essentially brought on your right arm. Right. And, um, talk to us about that. Like, first off, I guess the journey of, of, of courage into saying, I'm going to get an assistant next off the, um, maybe some of the thoughts that went along with that. And then what you've been able to do with your, with your time and, and just bring up emotional capacity and uh, creative capacity by doing this. Yeah. So delegation to me is it's the, it's the buzzword that we, you know, last year, the year before in, in, in our industry, we talk about disruption, you know, Amazon is disrupting grocery stores and retail chains. Um, to me, delegation is treated the same way. The, the problem with delegation is we hear about it. We read about it. We see it somewhere and we think, Oh, this is simple. I'm just going to give <laughs> Dolores, who's my imaginary assistant. I'm just going to give Dolores all this stuff to go do and it'll get done the way I want it done. And I'll have, I'll have all this time. And it, it, Oh, it's probably the hardest thing that I've ever had to do. And you taught me, and I repeat it daily to the point where people in my office probably make fun of me, but I do it. We do it. You do it. And then I check it. And that's my delegation for everything, whether it's going to the store to, to, to pick something up for a client, like a gift for a client, or maybe for an event or writing a description on a, on, on a, investment sales property that we're going to eventually unload. I have to do it and understand the process before I can give it to someone else. Mm. And I also have to understand that the way I'm doing it may not be the most efficient. So for me, my delegation has come in the form of, of physically doing everything and then figuring out what I deem to be the, the best, best way to do it. And then bringing my admin Michelle into the picture and letting her do it and then listening to her with open ears when she says i know you've done it this way for about the last 15 years but <laughs> this is there's a better way to do this <laughs> and you cannot close that off I, michelle is not going to be happy if i go back to her and i say no this is the way i like to do it and that's what i want you to do you got to listen you got to understand it so that is a very long-winded answer or portion of an answer to the question but the delegation side of any industry is so hard. And until we truly understand what it is we're delegating and, and what we need to, to kind of rid ourselves of, um, you, you can't start. You cannot, you can't even get the party started until you understand that. How, Justin, how has it freed you, man? What, what are some elements that um, you've been freed up in already? And I know that you're still in some of the heavy lifting phases with some of it of like, I do it and we do it, right? That's, that's where, you know, the Tesla is not self-driving in some areas in the beginning, right? But the right. more that happens and the handoff happens because you have total trust and, and now that frees you up. So what, what freedoms have you seen already? I think the biggest freedom is that phone in my pocket, you know, the constant buzzing and the, bing, the dings and the beeps. I, I would, like all of us, we'd pick that thing up in the middle of a meeting and I'm immediately telling that person in front of me, you're not that important. Mm -hmm. uh, I've, I've got this email that just came in. So for me, it's, it, it's, it's clarity. I'm, I'm conscious. There's this awareness when I'm in meetings and when I'm on calls with people, you and I, we're, we're on a, 
you know, a podcast right now. I do not have my email open. My phone is in airplane mode. I'm not worried about the things that I used to worry about because I have somebody that's got my back. I've got somebody that's going to put out fires and take care of that. And then later in the day, I'm going to sit down with, with Michelle and she's going to give me the cliffs notes. She's going to say, these are the things that, that we need to take care of this afternoon. So you're, you're there, you're in it when, when you're meeting with that person and your competitors are not, your competitors are, are what you used to be, which is scattered and, you know, hold on, let me take this phone call. I'll be back in the meeting in a few minutes. It's just, it's very distracting and disruptive. Oh my gosh. Right. The, right. Even thinking about having the ability to be freed up from disruption. And uh, I always quote that USA Today study that said that it takes us five minutes to get back on to, you know, back on track after we get interrupted. And the average person gets interrupted 20 times a day. And if you're a leader it's, and a producer, it's probably more like 50 times a day. And that's like you're, you're losing an immediate four hours just to distraction. And it's almost like you're really only, that's why people are working 10, 12, 14 hours a day. Right. Because of that. So um, I think one of my favorite things that, that's happened um, with you um, and Michelle was, and maybe you can share a little bit about the finding of her because she has been wonderful for you. Maybe you can even <laughs> share, share a little bit of why, but it's like, a lot of times, Justin, we don't do it because it feels like it's a big, it's a big, big, big ordeal. And it's like, oh gosh, now I got to interview a bazillion people and maybe it won't work. And right, we have these stories that we tell, but it only is hard if we make it that way. I feel like that, I don't think it was that way for you here. Can you share a little bit of that story? Yeah. So I, when you and I started on this journey, I, I, I told you that I was drowning. I, I was so busy that I thought I was I was doing so many great things, but I would look up every year and I felt like my income was slipping, my time with my family and my friends, and even time with my colleagues here at work outside of office was, was, was almost nil. Um, so I thought the way I'd done it in the past, I'll go to monster.com or Indeed or LinkedIn or whatever, and I'll post a job, you know, I'll put up like a wanted ad. And you immediately pushed pause and you said, no, I want you to think about the best admins or assistants that you've been around, that you've seen, that you've experienced. And you told me to call them. And I did. And I called three and two of the three were like, I'll leave tomorrow. I'd, I'd love to come over there. And, <laughs> and it was surprising because I would have gone through hundreds of resumes, people that just weren't qualified for the position. Instead, I, I picked up the phone and I called people that were already in my industry. They get it. They've, they've been around other uh, you know, top producers and people that, that do well in this business. And bringing her in was a huge credit to you because otherwise I would be, I'd still be rifling through resumes right now. And I, I know I would have made a mistake. But Justin, I think, I think the thing is, and, and the reason I went there is, um, and, you know, thanks for the credit, but I don't, I don't think I deserve it. This is you that did it, you that figured it out, um, is that so many of us, we almost like, it's like we see something as a big mountain and so we just don't do it. And <laughs> I feel like, the, and this, is hap this happens in sales and this happens in recruiting. And so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna share a little bit of wisdom with people who are recruiting for anything, assistant, teammate, right? Salesperson, the best 
your most likely opportunity to win is actually going to come from your network that you have already. You know, most likely the people that you need to be bringing on, they're, they're somewhere in your phone, they're in your LinkedIn, they're in your Facebook or whatever. And I always think about Anthony Bourdain, right? If, 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 if you were to judge him to, to because he, what, what did he get to do? He got to travel and eat all kinds of food. So is there anyone on earth that should have been happier with their job than him? Right. And yet, you know, you know, tragically commit suicide. And so like a lot of times, Justin, like you and me or any of us wouldn't pick up the phone to call Michelle because we're like, oh no, she's got it all together. She's excited, she's happy and no. But, um, but in this case, it was, a, it was a great fit and it was really the beginning of, of what I think looks like a, just a beautiful match and a wonderful story. Yeah, and the, 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 I think the most important thing aside, of, aside from calling people that you already know and reaching out to your network is putting together a list of your, your drudgery tasks, the, the mm -hmm. items that you, you shouldn't be doing, your, yeah. your not-to-do list. Thank you for going here, yes. Right, so my not-to-do list includes a lot of things I'm good at and a lot, a lot, a lot of things that are in the old distraction zone. Say that again, your what list? My not to do list. Okay, it, what is it, this? Tell us. It is, it is, it's actually sticking on my wall. It's on the forefront of my mind every time I look at it. And it includes things that I may be the best person in, in, within my entire company at it. I may think I'm the best person at it, but it's not something that I should be doing. It's something mm -hmm. that I can, I can train and teach people to do and they can take off my plate. So, I, I had my not to do list and I presented it to Michelle and she looked at it and she was like, piece of cake. This is the stuff I do every day. I love doing this kind of stuff. Yes. So her love of it and my disdain for it, it's a, <laughs> it's a match made in heaven. Perfect fit. And listen, like again, like that idea that busy is the enemy of purpose. It's the enemy of productivity, busy, busy, busy. And I love that. Um, Justin, I love the fact that you looked at it and said, I can, I can do this, I can do this well, but does it actually, is, is it in alignment with my purpose? Is it in alignment with the journey that I really want to go on? Because if not, guess what? We're just gonna repeat that same thing, that same day every day, like Groundhog Day. <laughs> it's just gonna happen over and over again. And so I love that you, um, I love that you did that. I think it's, I think it's so cool. and. Hopefully this encourages someone out there that is, you know, they're looking at this, Justin, and, and, and they just feel like they've got to do everything. Um, they do, and I, and I think we leave, it's like leaving dollar bills on the ground. We, 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 we think we're doing everything, and we are missing, we're missing out on not only opportunity, but we're missing out on things that we already did that we may have not gotten paid for. And this person comes in and helps you and they see that and they, they it's like they walk down the hall and they pick up all these dollar bills at you they're just falling out of your pocket so email voicemail maybe your back office accounting work your pipeline those are all things that uh, a, a great admin is going to take off of your plate and allow you to focus on the most productive part of your business which may be meeting people it may be making prospect calls. Uh, it may just be being the mayor in the office and, and going out and shaking hands and kissing babies, you know? Come on. Come on. And, and there's no limit 
to what you can outsource. And, and um, you know, your, your persona says one thing, another person, uh, like it, it says a different thing. And, and when we look at, it's almost like the things, if we, could, if we could have the perfect environment, the perfect business, what would be here? Realizing that I'm not the guy or I'm not the woman to, to bring that to the table um, is freeing too. And knowing that there's someone else that can complete that part of the equation, uh, I, have, uh, I have people that I work with that, uh, that they outsource fun. Like they know they want fun to be a part of their culture and their environment. And they also know that they're not good at it. And so they outsource, they outsource fun. I mean, like for me, I outsource, uh, you know, production of certain things. I'm not the best paperwork guy. So I, I, I like to outsource that, those type of things. And so it's just knowing your persona, your strengths and weaknesses, you really should be spending more time in your zone of genius and less time, right, on those things, like as, as you said, and, and um, tip of the hat to Michael Hyatt, right, the drudgery zone. Drudgery zone, I love it. Um, we're gonna bring it. We're gonna bring it home, my friend. This has been Justin so intensely meaningful and powerful, and I think freeing for for people who are listening to this. Um, talk to me, man, about being like just like coming back to that place of of purpose and intention. And this is a moving target. Like it, like we may say something different a year from now, but right now, what is what is the what is the purpose of Justin Langlois? This is a big question. It, it's like the meaning of life question to me because <laughs> I, uh, I, I search it and seek it out. And right when I think it's in my grasp and I have the right answer, it, it changes. But it's not really a change. It, it's like an evolution that evolves over time. So to me, it's, it's reminding myself every day just to, to walk in the way of the Lord and uh, even if even if you're not a religious person, um, have your own credos and something to to stand for and to and to live for. So, part of part of my purpose is taking care of my my family and my friends. It's bringing peace to relationships, people that I work with, not only as clients but people outside of of this office, and an even bigger purpose is just making sure that I take care of everybody that's around me. Anybody that I interact with, greet them with a smile. Um, if I'm having, a, a, if I see they're having a bad day, I go talk to them, take five minutes out of my day. So it's, it may not, it will definitely not be the same answer for everyone, but mine as it, as an evolution it is slowly morphing and it's coming clearer and clearer what that purpose is. And, uh, Man, it's so powerful, and, and, I, and I think the fact that you said that, um, listen, I'm going to free all of you guys that you think, like, what was that story, City Slickers, where the guy said the meaning of life was, and he held up the one finger, it's just one thing, and he never said what it was, you remember mm -hmm. that, right? I think we all, um, we all want to, we want to have that one thing, but I, I think it, it actually can be composed of many things, and sometimes when you have one thing, like the freedom to allow it to evolve into another thing that we don't have only one canvas, that we don't just have some pen without an eraser. Like this is something we get to edit. Hopefully that frees us to pursue it without fear of making one mistake, saying I only get one shot at this. This is a journey, right? It's, it's a journey. It is, and I, I recommend, and this is, was very, very weird for me to do, but sharing that purpose with 
friends and family, coworkers, colleagues, your, your coach, and, and talking about it. Because if you don't share it with them, they have no idea what you're going through. Yeah. And it's, it, it's how we build relationships and it's how we get other people to nudge us and, and, and push us into something that's a little bit out of our wheelhouse or our comfort zone. And it should be painful. It should be a little weird and awkward. Uh, it, it, it's just going to give you a greater sense of yourself and, and the work that you do. Love it. My friend, it has been powerful hanging out with you today. I am going to, uh, to put your email in, um, in the show notes here so that if anyone says, oh my gosh, I've got to connect with this guy, um, that they're going to have that. And I, I definitely want to encourage you to, uh, to find and follow um, Justin Langlois, that's L-A-N-G-L-O-I-S, on, uh, on LinkedIn. And, and if you're in uh, Baton Rouge, or actually now it's, uh, you're, you're, you're not just uh, Baton Rouge uh, located, you're doing stuff all over the world, right? Yeah, the, uh, we're doing a, a lot of stuff in the Gulf South uh, of the U.S. So Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi, Florida, uh, maybe, maybe making our way to Georgia soon. So hook up with my guy, Justin. Justin, thanks for hanging with us today, my friend. Thank you, it was a pleasure.